Welcome to the KICC Malawi podcast. We pray that you will be encouraged with the message today. Good morning, church. Good morning. I hope we are all good this morning. Um, I just want to thank um, my pastors uh, for investing me to stand before you this morning and just share the word of God. Um, it is my prayer that in the end you will be blessed or one way or another. God will speak to you. Amen. So it is not as many that standing before you, but believe that God wants to talk or say something to your life this morning. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We worship you. We just want to thank you for the beautiful time that we have in your presence, oh God, this morning. We are grateful because your presence is in this place, oh God. We are grateful, Holy Spirit, because you are in this place. We thank you, Almighty God. We thank you, O Lord, for everything that you are about to speak to us this morning, O God. Speak to that brother, speak to that sister, speak to me, O God, and even as I stand, O God, in front of you, Lord Jesus Christ. We bless you and we praise you, O Lord. For in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Um, this morning, I'll just go straight into the word that I wanted to share with you. I don't know about you, but since I think 2019, up to now, there's just been a lot that has been happening. A lot that has happened, not just in Malawi alone, but all over the world. It's something that we didn't expect that the world can be shaken. Everything can change just in the blink of an eye. But we saw that through that 2019 and up to now, so much that has happened to my life and I believe that's happened as well to your life. When we found ourselves that we were even emotionally drained, spiritually drained, physically drained, even financially drained, we're drained in so many ways. But we just want to thank God this morning because He's a good God. We've seen grace of the grace of God upon our lives and we've seen us through and we are standing here this morning and we are able to say thank you God for your grace. Amen. Amen. Despite that everything that has happened but we have been able to keep going on. We have not stopped, we have not paused, but we kept going on and keeping the faith. So this morning I want us um, to just share the word in which my hope was my sermon is strength to keep going. So I am thinking the morning. It was a huge fall for those that came out around six in the morning. And uh, um, it was meant to be great, but God is going to surprise that now and the sun is out. Amen. Amen. So, as I said, we are living in a world and time where we find ourselves that we have so much dream in one way or another. And despite that everything that has happened, but we still kept going on. And I wanted us to encourage each other to keep going on, keep going in the faith, keep going in everything, because God is faithful. Amen. Amen. There's so many examples that, um, even in the Bible, that we saw people going on and keeping the faith. And one of them is Jesus. Let us go to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13.
Luke chapter 30, verse 31 to 33. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow and the third day. I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on and the line that my way today and tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. Amen. Another example is Paul. In 2 Corinthians, please open 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9. It says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Amen. So we see the examples of Jesus and Paul. That even despite Jesus going through so, uh, facing so much opposition in his life, and even Herod wanting to kill him, trying to persecute him, but Jesus knew that despite that, people see me as an opposition. People see me as a threat. Let me not be waved. Let me not be shaken. But let me keep going on. Let me still be walking. Today, tomorrow, and even the day after tomorrow, let me still keep going on. And we see even Paul, that in spite of the pain that he was going through, Paul knew that he needed to keep on going. Hallelujah. Amen. Not to give up and not to quit. Even though he was being crushed, he felt that despite that I'm being crushed, He said, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, sorry. So even though he was being afflicted, he was not crushed. Even though he was being perplexed, one way or another, he was not driven to despair. He did not give up. Even though he was being persecuted, just as Jesus was, he knew that he was not forsaken. God was with him, for he said, you'll never leave him, nor forsake him. He knew that God was by his side. So he, even though he was being persecuted, he knew that God is with me. And I am not forsaken. Let me keep going on in the face. Even though he was being struck down, he knew that though I've been struck down, but I'm not destroyed. I'm still standing. Because the one that is great is the one that is in me. And that is what kept him going on in the face. That did not let him to go down or to feel to fail, to feel any discouragement. He made him not to quit. That led him to move one step ahead and not go back. Amen. So we see the determination that Jesus and Paul had, regardless of the negativity that surrounded them, despite all the persecution, despite all 
hardship that they faced? What is it that you are facing in your life? What is it that we are facing as a ministry, as parents to see? What is it that you are facing as a family? That there are so many challenges. People can even persecute you. In your workplace, what is it that you are facing? The challenges that you are facing in your workplace. Can that make you to now sit down and say, Oh God, I think it's time for me to give up. But God is saying, keep going on. I am with you. I am by your side. I have not forsaken you. God, you has put you in that position for a reason. And it's not time for you to give up. Amen. It is time for you to keep going on. So I want you to ask yourself this morning. Is it how? Do I get the strength to keep going on? How do I get the strength to keep moving on? One step after another. The answer is through God and God alone. No. That's the only way. So I wanted us to just go step by step. They are the keys uh, to our daily strength. Things that can help us to give us this daily strength. Amen. Number one of these keys is honestly telling God what you are feeling. Amen. By this I mean admit to God what you are feeling. Are you frustrated about something? Are you overwhelmed about something? Do you feel you are crushed? Do you feel you are disappointed or someone has disappointed you about something? Do you feel let down or somebody has let you down? Do you feel betrayed by others? But God is saying, just be honest and tell me what you are feeling. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. Just for 1 Peter 5 verse 7. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5, verse 7, it says, Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. There's nobody that cares for you but God and God alone. So God wants you to upload all your burden. What is it that you're carrying in you? What burden or what weight is on your shoulder right now? God is saying, just tell me. Let it go. Unload it. Let go of everything that you feel that it might hold you into keep going on, into going on. But God is saying, just come to me and unload it. Come to me and call past all your anxieties. Because I care for you. God cares for you. Amen. And through this, there are just three facts that I wanted to share. Or just being honest and telling God what you're feeling. Number one, God already knows every emotion that you feel. Remember that. When you go to Psalms 33, verse 15. Psalms 33, verse 15. God already knows every emotion that you feel. And number two, God understands your feelings. Whatever you're feeling, whatever pain that you're carrying, whatever heartache, whatever disappointment, God understands it. He's the one that created those feelings, remember? 
He knows that he's feeling that is going to be in your So all of the stands of feeling, you can refer to 1 Chronicles 28 to the stand. 1 Chronicles 28 to the stand. Number three, God loves to listen to you. Don't feel that God does not love to listen to you. God is too busy to listen to you. Actually, he always waits for you to talk to him. Amen. Psalms 116, verse 1 to 2. It says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. As long as you, because he had inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon you as long as I live. Every day, God wants you to just come before him and just talk to him and just pour out your heart to him and just tell him whatever you're feeling because he is there to listen to you. Amen. So, as I said, God is never busy. To pay attention to you. He is never busy to pay attention to you. And he is forever waiting on you. Amen. And another thing that I wanted to say is that God can handle my complaints. Whatever complaint that I come before or that I bring before God, God is able to handle it. We can refer to Psalms 103, verse 13. Psalms 145, verse 9. Lamentations 2, verse 19, which says, cry out to God, talk to Him, and speak to Him. Amen. There is nothing that we cannot do. He is able to do it. Amen. There is no mountain that you can climb. There is nothing that can block you to achieve or to do that thing. Because God can be able to handle it. Amen. Number two key, the second key to our daily strength is humbly ask God for his strength. Amen. Amen. Humbly. I think the key word is humbly. Amen. And yesterday, I think it was also uh, spoken by Pastor about humility. Amen. So, it is true humility. That can move God to answer our prayers. Psalms 105 verse 4 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. When you come before God with any situation, You're going through so much trouble, say, in your workplace, even in ministry. God is saying, seek me and seek my strength. I will give you that strength. I'll be able to give you that strength to keep going on, to keep moving on. Amen. Psalms 138, verse 3, it says, On the day I called, you answered. You answered me. My strength of soul will increase. 
So God is even able to increase our strength. Amen. When we come before Him and just pour our heart to Him and humbly ask Him to give us the strength, He is able to do it and to increase our faith in us. Amen. Job 12, verse 13. It says, With God, our wisdom and might. And I'll quickly go to Daniel chapter 10, verse 11 to 12. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 10, verse 11 to 12 says, And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved. Understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken these words to me, I stood up trembling. But he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. So just because God or Daniel had humbled himself before God, and he poured out his heart to him, God was ready to hear him. God was ready to listen to what Daniel had to say to him. And he says, he came because of Daniel's words. It is through your words, it is through you pouring your heart to God, God will come to you. Amen. So humble yourself before God and just tell him what you feel and tell him what you are. Uh, requiring God is able to do it. Hallelujah. Then number third key is gratefully asking God for all that's good despite all that's bad. Amen. I know it's difficult for us most of the times that as we are going through bad situations, as we are going through rejection, as we are going through so many discouragements from people all around us, even loved ones, it is difficult for us to just be grateful to God for everything that He is doing or He has done for us. Sometimes we find ourselves forgetting what God has done for us. Sometimes we end up forgetting what He has taken us from. Sometimes we end up forgetting or forgetting and not remembering the goodness of God. But God has been good to us. He's been good to your family. He's been good to your children. He's been good to your sisters. He's been good even to your ministry. So God wants us to remember those things. He is a good, good father. Amen. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. so many verses today that we are going to read, but I am glad that those these faces they are able to see uh, what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. 1 
1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. It says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's God's will for you to give thanks to Him. Amen. Amen. It is His will for you to just be grateful and show gratitude to Him because of His goodness. Amen. Amen. Give thanks in all circumstances. Through discouragement, give thanks. Through disappointment, give thanks. Through heartbreak, give thanks. Through whatever rejection, give thanks to God. Even though an answered prayer is there, even though you feel that the prayer that you've been praying hasn't been answered, give thanks still. Because it is God's desire. It is His will upon your life. Amen. That's what God wants you to do. A very good example that we can relate to is Job. Remember Job. Through the first chapter that we read in Job, chapter chapter 1, we saw that Job had so much wealth. He had so many cattle. He had so much wealth with him. He was one of those famous people back in the days in these times. But he saw that through all those things that he had, through all that wealth that he had, just in one day he lost it. We saw that his children were murdered. We saw that his crops were destroyed. We saw that his livestock was destroyed. And on top of all this, we saw that God even, that we saw that even Job had this strange disease that came upon him. That he had to take something and start stretching his skin for him to try to make himself feel better. But through all this, we saw Job still praising God. Despite that even the wife had to come and say, but with all these, are you still not going to curse God? Are you still not going to reject God? But we see that despite all this, Job still kept the faith and he still, he still kept going on and he still loved God. So he literally lost everything. But we saw that Job did not curse God. But rather, the strange thing, he worshipped God. What is it that you're going through? Is it making you to worship God? Is it making you to run to God's presence and bow down before Him and cry before Him and just worship Him? So, even though when everything doesn't make sense in your life, even though when everything doesn't so does it add up? We say one plus one equals two. Even those things, but when you do one plus one, it comes up big hundred. God is saying, worship me, even though it doesn't make sense. Amen? Amen. So by praising God, in spite of everything in your life, think you should just work for me and keep going on. Amen. I know there are times that we feel so much down to the things that we go through. But one thing I can assure you that will work is probably if you do a grateful list. Sometimes you forget, you know that. I know we are humans. But as for me, as I stand here, I can mumble and grumble of so much things that I can be going through. 
But as long as I sit down and look back and see the goodness of God and see how God has been grateful to me, how God has been grateful to my family, how God has been grateful to my children, that would encourage me to just worship God and say, God, I know even despite this is happening, but I know you are in control. And I know that you work things out for me. Amen. Amen. I'm saying wherever you are, if you're going through something, God, I'm just grateful for Joel. I am grateful for Amanda. I am grateful for these things that you are doing for me. I am grateful for my job. I didn't think that I would have this job, but I am grateful. You know, there's so many interviews that people can go through and you go like, ah, I don't think I'll make it, you know? But surprisingly, God just brings in this grace and favors you, and you find yourself in that position. Living out even other people that are better than you, that are even qualified than you. But we forget that. But God is saying, remember the good things that I've done for you. Write them down, write them down and say, God, I am grateful for this. And by focusing on the grateful thing, on the things that God has done for you, you have a grateful heart. You keep going on and say, God, I know even though this is, but this is temporary. Because you've done way much things than this. Amen. Amen. So make that daily question, yes. Every day when you wake up, what are you grateful for? Is it that food, Master? You see that, okay, I'm just grateful for the food. God has done so much. Amen. Even through the food, there are others that are sleeping. Yeah. You don't eat anything. Right now, when they wake up and all they do is wondering, where am I going to get food for my children? And for the men, it's like everybody is looking up to them. What is going to happen? You don't have this, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? So be grateful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So when you are grateful, this will strengthen your soul. Amen. It will keep you going on. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So Job was grateful despite all that he was he was facing, all the all the things that he had gone through. The reference verses you can go through Job 10 verse 12, Job 23 verse 14, Job 34 verse 13, and Job 23 verse 10. I want us to go to Psalms 63. Hallelujah. I hope I'm blessed. I'm still blessed before you. Amen. Amen. Psalms 63. Verse 2. It says, So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Amen. God wants us to keep looking for him, being his presence. Amen. in his presence. Doing forever in his presence, regardless of what we're facing. God always wants us to have this personal worship with Him. So when we worship God, our focus shifts and just falls to God and God alone. When we 
set ourselves apart and just be in his sanctuary, in his presence, we see his greatness. We see that he is able to do exceedingly beyond even what we can think or what we can imagine. Amen. Amen. Number fourteen, constantly keep on as your focus. Just to keep you going on. Amen. Constantly keep on as your focus. Nothing else should you focus on but only him and him alone. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It says, Hebrews 12, verse 2 says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. When we move our focus, regardless of this busy world that we are living in, despite of the busy times that we go through each and every day, God wants us to just look unto him. Put our focus unto Jesus. The one who is the founder and perfecter of our faith. Amen. So when we focus on Jesus, remember that he is the source and goal of our faith and nothing else. There is nothing that we can get from anything else but as long as we put our focus on God as we put our faith on God. So the reason why Jesus kept going on was that he focused on the aftermath. Despite that people spat on him, despite the rejection, despite that even Herod wanted to kill him, despite the pain that he had to go through, despite even being nailed to the cross, Jesus did not focus on the pain. Jesus did not focus on the pain that he was facing, or the difficulty that he was going through. But Jesus overlooked the cross. His focus was beyond the cross. His focus was beyond the pain. His focus was beyond the rejection. His focus was beyond that people were mocking him. His focus was beyond it. His focus was on me. His focus was on me. Amen. His focus was on us. To have that everlasting life. That is what he was focusing on. He focused on the joy of the afterlife. That is what made him overlook his pain that he had, that he was going through. What is it that you are focusing on, my brothers? What is it that you are focusing on, my sisters? You know, sometimes 
when we find ourselves focusing on the things that are happening there and then, at that moment, we can miss the blessing of God. Do you know that? Sometimes we find ourselves, or most of the times we find ourselves focusing on the short terms rather than the long terms. But God wants us to focus on the long term and not just the things that are here that we are able to see. There are things that we see and those that are unseen. God wants us to focus on the unseen. The unseen are the things that are long term. Amen. So what is it that you think about most of these things? Are they short term or are they long term? So whenever when you ask yourself the things that really are what you think of, that is your main focus. But God wants us to focus on the long terms, the things that are unseen. At 2 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 16, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, sorry. Verse 16 says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this night, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen, are transient, but the things that are unseen are, are eternal. So God wants us to fix our eyes on the unseen, on the things that are eternal. God doesn't want us to focus on things that are just temporary. Or even that might make us not, that might make us miss heaven. But God wants us to focus on the things that are still. So those things are eternal. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brothers, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is an excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, not anything else. Whatever it is, what is it that is honorable? Think about it. Whatever is pure, think about it. Whatever is lovely, think about it. Focus on it. Whatever is commendable, think about it. Focus on it. Anything that is worthy of praise, focus on that. Focus on all these things. Focus on God and not your problems. Hallelujah. 
So my prayer to you this morning as we are talking about keep going on, having the strength to keep going on, is that may God fill you with his mighty strength so that you keep going on regardless of whatever you're going through. You remember the story of Ruth. I think this week we've, uh, we've been focusing on in the uh, faith clinic. Uh, where Pastor Stoker was sharing about uh, Ruth. And I had shared um, in the past about the same, uh, the same scripture in Ruth chapter 1, whereby Ruth was a grand, uh, was a daughter in law to Naomi. When you go to Ruth chapter 1, you see that Naomi had a husband, he had two sons, he had two daughter-in-laws by the name of Naomi and Oba. But unfortunately, both Ruth's husband and Ruth's sons, two sons, which were Naomi and Oba's husband, had uh, passed away or died. So, and all the things happened almost at the same time. And this had broken Naomi. And there was a time that when she heard that when she was coming from everything now was okay, she decided to go back home. And as she was going back home, she took Ruth and Orpah with her. But as they were going on, Orpah decided that I, I think let me not keep going on. And it was through Naomi's uh, comments. Naomi was saying, okay, I know you are with me, I know you are my daughter-in-law, but remember your husband has passed away. I do not see the point of you going with me back home. I do not see the need of you going with me where I'm going. And after Naomi had told this to, uh, to, uh, to Ruth and to Oprah, Oprah decided that I think What's Naomi saying makes sense? Let me not go. Let, 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 let me stay where I'm supposed to stay. You know the things that other people can tell you, it can make sense. You feel that, yeah, I think it does make sense. I need to do this. But in the process, you might end up missing God's blessing. But we see that Ruth, Despite Naomi discouraging her, she still kept going on. She still held on to Naomi's hand and the went to where Naomi was coming from. And when they reached to the destination, and through the pain that Naomi was going through and Naomi had, we see that she even changed her name. You remember? She was so sad and so heartbroken that she decided that I don't think I need to call myself Naomi, but I think call me Peter. Because with what I've gone through, with whatever I've passed through, I don't see any goodness in it. All I see is bitterness in it. All I see is pain in it. All I see is sorrow in it. And for one to reach to that point, understand it's not easy. Ruth 
and, and Naomi, sorry, must have gone through so much pain. But you see the amazing thing that God did is letting Ruth still stay by Naomi's side. And you see that as much as they had gone back home, but they were still under, you know, the, the, the poverty, things were not working out for them. And we see that that truth that Naomi was telling her not to call this, she got an idea. Let me think, let me be going in the fields. With whatever people are thirsting, whatever is left, let me be collecting those things. And I bring them home and can be having that and eating that. And through this idea, we see that Ruth now started going in the fields and collecting all these things that were left behind by those that they have rested. And we see Ruth bringing them back home to Naomi. And we see as the days kept going on, she found herself in the field of boys. Do you remember the story? You can go to Ruth chapter 1 and the rest of the chapters. You can go read it when you get home. But you see the amazing thing. Boaz was somehow related to Naomi's family or husband. And we see now Naomi telling Ruth, saying, you know what? I think you should keep going into that field. Instead of giving her ideas that you need to do this, you need to do this. And the wonderful thing is that Ruth did not dismiss those, uh, those words that came from Naomi. But we see now Ruth following Naomi's words and doing exactly what she had told her. And in the end, seeing that, to cut the story short, Ruth now married boys. There was a blessing that now came upon Ruth. And even that came upon Naomi. And what I loved about it, and what Pastor said within the week, that we know that truth is worth that. So there are times that people can tell you things. And those things can make you miss the blessings of God. Amen. But God is saying this morning, Whatever people are telling you, focus on God. Put your focus on God. Do not put your focus on the pain. Do not focus your, your do not put your focus on anything else but God. Because when you put your focus on God, that is the only place you get his blessings. That is the only place you can get the wealth. That is the only place you can get the peace. That is the only place you can get the joy. That is the only place you can get all the things that God can give you. It is only through the presence of God. It is only through you focusing on God and nothing else. So I loved what uh, the, the last uh, prayer point that was shared in the morning that increased my measure of faith. You know, it is only through faith that you can be able to do all these things. Amen. So it is my prayer this morning that God should increase your faith and be able to keep going on by focusing on what you see and what, by focusing on God and Lord and seeing what God is able to do in your life. Amen. So may God increase our faith, our measure of faith this morning. Hallelujah. Because as he increases our measure of faith, we'll be able to constantly 
keep our focus on Him and Him alone. Hallelujah. So, another thing that I wanted us to also look on another story, apart from both, is the prayer of Chabbos. Hallelujah. There are so many scriptures and many examples that teach us to depend on God and look up to God and call up to God alone. But the prayer of Jabez is very inspiring and challenging on how we approach God with whatever request that we can have. Two Timothy 3, 16-17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking and training in righteousness. So God may be thoroughly And Travis was not using prayer as a formula to get something from God, but rather he was calling upon God to help him accomplish. So I want chapter 4. I'll just start from verse 1. God might not make sense at the beginning. Leah, the son of Joba, fathered Dahab, and Dahab fathered Ahumai and Rahab. These were the clans of the Zoraphites. These were the sons of Etam, Jezreel, Ishma, and Ilchbash. And the name of their sister was Hazreponi. Has and Penuel father Gedo, and Ezer father Busha. These were the sons of Bo, the first birth of Ephrathah. I think it's all the pastor that is able to pronounce these names. <laughs> the father of Bethlehem, Ashu, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Nara. Nara bore him Ahuta, Hepha, Temel, and Hahashta. These were the sons of Nara, the sons of Hela. Zereth, Isa, and Ethna. Hoth fathered Anu, Zobeba, and the clans of Ar Aharhel, the son of Haru. Now the story changes in this land. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, All oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he had asked. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's so surprising me when you go, even from chapter 1, from Adam to Abraham, to chapter 2, the genealogy of David, to chapter 3, the descendants of David, and now chapter 4, descendants, descendants of Judah. Every chapter you see it's just different names. This one God is just the names to go and to go and to go. But the story is just changes now 
in verse 9, how Travis was now introduced. He didn't say, the man that bore Jabez, Jabez bore this. But now in verse 9, he says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And it made me now wonder, since it just shows that his time was extraordinary. He was different. He was different from anybody else, even with his brothers. And surprisingly, although he was honorable and extraordinary, but the mother called him pain. And to my surprises, for the man that reached a point of calling him pain, I don't know whether he was the first born, he was the third born, he was the last born, but my question was, for all these children, did she not feel pain for the other children that she had born? That is what I was asking myself. But what kind of pain did she go through for her to reach a point of calling Jabez pain? It must not have been an easy ride for her when she was bearing Jabez. She had a memory of this excruciating pain. That, okay, I think for me to keep remembering the pain that I had, let me call this one Mavudu. Let me call this one Mavudu. Let me call this one whatever name you can call them. You know, there are names that you hear and you start asking yourself questions. And you want to know, I want to know what's the story behind. Like, I want to meet your parents and hear the story behind your name. You know, the others that we've reached the point of changing our names, you know? But God is good. Amen. And we see that despite that the mother had called Jabez pain, but we see that Jabez was different from everybody else. He was more honorable than anybody else. He was more honorable than any of his siblings, any of his brothers. But we see that even despite this, Jabez had God upon his heart. He loved God. He loved God and he walked with God. So the one thing that I wanted us just to as we read this scripture, there are lessons that are also caught from this, from this, from the verses that we've read. So we see that the very first thing that the scripture tells us about Jabez is that he cried to God. Is it Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me. He called upon God. He cried to God. We see that God was Jabez's Lord. He regarded God as his leader. He regarded God as his everything. That even though whatever was going on, but he still said that God is my God. He is my Lord. He is my headship. To reach a point of acknowledging God in that way. So, I want to the first lesson we should learn from the prayer of John is that when you pray, begin by acknowledging who God is. Acknowledging God. And call upon God of Israel. Number two lesson. It says, Oh, that you would bless me. We see that Jabez did not only recognize God 
as the only true God. But he also acknowledged that God is a God who blesses. Amen. Amen. And it's only through him and him alone that we can get the blessings from God. So the question is, are you trusting anything else apart from God? But when you pray, this is the lesson that I want us to learn. When you pray, do it with a heart fully invested in the blessings of God and God alone and nothing else. Amen? Amen. Number three lesson. It says, and enlarge my border. Other scriptures it says territories, right? Yeah. Let you enlarge my territories. This one says, and enlarge my cost. Many think that Jabez was just maybe referring to the physical land where he was. But I feel it's beyond the physical. It's not just about the territorial of the physical, but even in our in his spiritual life. It wasn't just about the wealth, but it was also about impacting the kingdom of God. He wanted his spiritual uh, territories to also increase, not just his physical territories. I know that the devil has taken so much from us, he's stolen so much from us. But through recognizing who God is and just recognizing that He is the one that is able to multiply the territories, multiply the blessings, we're able to take everything back from Him. So the third lesson is that when you pray, ask God to multiply your territory and to do more through you. Ask God to multiply your territory and to do more for you. The fourth lesson. And that your hand might be with you. And still on this thing, right? You see that Jabez wanted God to be in every moment of his day, every moment of his life. And it is my prayer that you feel the same, that every moment of your life, every moment of your day, you want God to be there with you. That God's hand should be upon you. Whether it is his protection to just be upon you each and every day, to lead you, to guide you in every direction, each and every day. That is another lesson that we can learn from the prayer of Jabez. That we trust it. Look into God and say, God, I know I am in this new place. I know I am in this new workplace. But I want you to hold my hand. I want you to go before me. I want you to go with me. You said that you never leave. You never leave me, nor forsake me. I want you to always be with me. Right by my hand. That's our prayer. The lesson that we can learn from it. Amen. So when you pray, that's the fourth lesson. Request more than blessings and provision, but that God's hand 
will lead you to any circumstances, any trials that may come your way, anything that you may face. Trust in God. That God should hold your hand and this will even give you the strength to keep going on. Amen. And by trusting and looking unto God, that He should lead you through all circumstances, that is one of the greatest blessings. Amen. And number five, that you would keep me from harm. That you would keep me from trouble. That you would keep me from pain. Remember his name meant pain. He remembered that even despite that my mother called me pain, that may you keep me from any pain. You know, sometimes when we can accept the situations in our lives or through the meanings of the names in our life, if it was anywhere possible, he would have acknowledged it that, yeah, I think my name does indeed mean pain. So I will walk in pain throughout the rest of my life. But we see that Jabez did not focus on that pain, the meaning of his name. But we see that God is asking him that you might bring me from pain. Let me not experience any pain, despite that my name is called pain. Let me not walk according to what people call me. But let me walk according to you, according to your will, according to what you have spoken upon my life. And may you walk according to what God has spoken upon your life, and not what anybody says upon your life. Hallelujah. I know there are times that we can find ourselves as we've read through the scripture of Chapters of One Chronicles and even upon Ruth, the scripture of Ruth. We can find ourselves having fear, you know. There are sometimes that through the things that you're going through. You can be filled with fear that I don't think God I can keep going on. I don't think I can move on. I don't think I can go ahead. But I'd rather just be comfortable where I am. So I wanted us to just another thing that we can know about is removing fear that can make us not to keep going on. Amen. So Franklin Roosevelt said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Nothing else but fear itself. Lamentations 3, verse 55. Lamentations 3, verse 55 to 57. says, I call on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit. You heard my plea. Do not close your ear to my cry for help. You came near when I called on you. You said, do not fear. Amen. I was reading this other article this other day, and after some, some time in the back after COVID had hit and everything was just going chaos. And there was a, 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 a pastor that was now sharing and gave people 
الاخضر والزيتون بيع ايتيمز اند ايفريثينج اند وات هي هاد سيد وات هي كوت ماي اتشن ريزالت دي وي اباوت 10000 ليترز كان كان After COVID, everything is just happening. People are just sending emails and stuff. So through all these emails, through all these letters that are coming through, number one problem that people had: fear has a way of running us in a way that we can't think of. And it has a way of making us not to progress. It has a way of making us not to keep going ahead. It makes us not to even think of that. Amen. Jesus says, "You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not there, but it appears real, but it's not there. So if you are fear, you most of the people are often afraid, and things cannot be working for them. So our minds mostly are built on this misconception that yeah, I think fear is real; it does exist, but it's just a false evidence. That appears real. So I want us to remove fear by knowing, by knowing the truth. So build your life on the truth, and you will remove the fears. Talking of the one, the seven. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Amen. We do not have a spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit gives us a spirit of power to be able to conquer this fear that is in us, to be able to 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 even step on it, to be able to overcome it. It is through His Word, through knowing the truth of God, that we will be able to overcome this fear, and then we will be able to keep going on. And to have the strength of keep going on. Number two, how we can remove or get rid of this is by filling your life with love. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. One John four eighteen. So there's so many things that can bring fear into our minds. But surprisingly, it is through love that we are able to overcome fear. I think women can agree with me that we have found ourselves in a situation where your child really is sick to the point that you're even seeing that I think I don't think things will work out for my child. You know, sometimes fear can creep in and then it starts getting out. And we are going to see the borders of things again in Zimbabwe. And even maybe you can see that a car is coming through, and then a child is passing through. The way a mother would run towards that child to catch that child, 
and to even maybe allow themselves to be hit by the car, but not allow the child to be hit by the car. It's the love. The love that would be received is the building and then the inspired. And your child is in that building. Forgetting that they inspire and you rushing into that burning building to get your child. It's that love. That love. So it's that love that can help you to overcome fear. Amen? Love is greater than fear. So fill your life with the love of Christ and then show that love to a lost world and you will begin to get rid of fear in your life. Number three. How can we reduce fear or no fear and help us to have the strength to keep going on? It's by faith. You know, faith doesn't eliminate the feeling of fear. You know what it does? It gives you the courage to do what you need to do in spite of how you feel. Amen. In spite of how you are feeling, faith can give you the courage to do what you need to do. Faith gives us the strength. Faith gives us the courage. It even gives us the stamina, you know, to go on. And you do what we often don't do in our lives. So we can ask ourselves, when can we get the truth? When can we get the love? When can we get the faith? The source of this dream is through God. The more we get to know God, the more we're going to have all of this truth. The more we get to know God, the more we get to have more faith. The more we get to know more God more, the more we get to have to be filled with love. The more we get to God to know God more is the way we can also get filled more with faith. So, my brothers and sisters today this morning, I want you to just say, do not let allow or do not allow fear to take over your life. Whatever you might be facing, have the strength to go on. Do not let allow fear to take control of you and fail to go and do what God wants you to do. Amen. Even as a church. You know, there's a time that we didn't have a roof on our heads. And during the week season, when you have the tent, you kept Filling on our pastors, filling on us, filling on where was the, the, the services going on. If we had not had that faith to keep going on, if we did not have that strength to keep going on, we wouldn't have been where we are right now. If we had that fear, if we had allowed fear to creep in in our lives, to creep in in our church, we wouldn't have been where we are right now. Amen. There is God. There's a lot that God has done for us. There's a lot that God has done for our church. There's a lot that God has done for us. There's a lot that God has done for our families. There's a lot that God has done for our ministries. Let's not allow fear to take control. But let us have the faith to keep 
body mind and have the strength to keep going on. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you this morning, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We just want to thank you for the word that you've spoken unto us this morning, oh God. We just want to thank you because we realize that it is only through you, oh God, that we'll be able to have that strength to keep going on, oh Lord. Father, what it is that whatever it is that we are facing, oh God. As a church, as families, oh God, as individuals. Father, we are trusting and looking unto you, the author and finisher of our salvation, of everything, oh God. That you will help us to keep going on. You will help us to have the strength to keep going on, oh God, regardless of everything. We saw that even Paul, despite that being persecuted, despite being perplexed, despite being, oh God, God spat on, despite all the pain that they had gone through. But they kept the faith. They kept going on. Because they saw the aftermath. Father, all we want to do right now is just focus on what is ahead of us. We don't want to focus on what is or what God we're able to see right now. But we want our focus to be on what is unseen, O oh God. May you help us, Holy Spirit, O oh God. That even as we do so, in this word that you've spoken, we believe, O oh Almighty God, it has impacted, O oh God, one way or another, to my brother, to my sister, even to myself, O oh Lord. We thank you, we bless you. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Our prayer is that God has spoken to your heart. Be blessed in this week.